In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Luke's Gospel today, we hear about the cleansing of the temple by our Lord. And this is quite a remarkable event. We know that this would eventually lead to his passion and death and resurrection. We know how the central the temple is in Judaism. How in the book of Exodus, the tent of meeting was established by the Lord through Moses. And we also read later on in the prophets how the temple was a place of boasting. We hear Jeremiah who, who rails against those who would boast that they have the temple of the Lord. Saying that they, they, they presuming on God's protection simply because the temple is there. We read in the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 8, we see how the temple was profaned with idolatry. Because the people of Judea, or Judah, for rather, had begun spreading their bets. There was the Lord who they'd sacrificed to, and then there were these people in the temple with facing the sun and worshiping the sun. And there were high places surrounding Jerusalem for sacrifices of, unfortunately, children. And now we see later on, after the exile of Israel, and they've returned, we see that the temple worship has now been restored, and that the monotheism of the Jews has become solidified. No longer do the Jewish people go after other gods. No longer do they seek to spread their bets, but they believe in the one true God. In the time of Christ, Caiaphas was the high priest. His his father-in-law was Annas, who was, high, who was also the high priest in an earlier time. But because of his great influence, he was still regarded as the political and religious leader of the people of, of, of Judea, of the Jewish people. Which is why, in the account of the Passion, we see that they bring Jesus to Annas first before going to Caiaphas. And we're going to find out a couple things about this situation. That Jesus is cleansing the temple because the money changers are there. Now, the money changers, of course, what they were doing was taking the common secular money of the Roman Empire or from the different regions of the empire to transfer that to pay the temple tax in the temple money, the shekel. And there were two reasons, there were two reasons, well, there's a reason for this. Because if you wanted to purchase the unblemished animal to be offered in the temple, you had to use the temple money. So if you're on pilgrimage from Galilee or from other parts of the region, you wanted to make sure that what you had in hand was an unblemished animal, otherwise the priest would reject your sacrifice. So the most convenient thing to do was to go to the temple and to go to the money changers, change your money, and then buy an animal right there. That's what we call one-stop shopping. Right there in the temple. We could call it the, we could call it the, sac, the ecclesial Walmart of the time. So... What was so, what was, what, why did Jesus just go through this part of, why did he go destroying this part? Well, 
we're going to, what we found, find out is that the high priest, Annas, and his, his compatriots, they're getting a little extra money on this deal. This isn't a nonprofit organization. They don't have 5013C status with the Roman Empire. That they are making lots and lots of money, which means that devout Jews, not a whole, many of them being poor, are coming to the temple thinking, I'm going to offer the sacrifice, and they're being exploited for religious purposes. So what we have going on here is hypocrisy of the highest kind going on within the religious leadership of the people of, of Judea, the, the Jewish people. That the people who present themselves as the holy ones, those who are given the, the opportunity to worship in the precincts of the temple, the high priest who's given that singular privilege once a year on the feast of Yom Kippur to offer sacrifice for the sins of himself and those of the people, that within this temple, within this group assigned to take care of the people of Israel and the house of the Lord is greed and avarice. So we see why the Lord is so angry with the money changers and the high priests and why he cleanses the temple. It is to be a house of prayer. It is to be a place of genuine sacrifice. Not a place to line the pockets of the religious hierarchy of the time. And also Jesus comes to claim the temple for himself. Because he is God. He is claiming the temple that he has the right to rule over this place, to teach in its precincts. He's making a claim to his divinity that, yes, I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God, and this is my Father's house. So we know later on when Jesus is arrested... We know the motivations of Annas and Caiaphas, don't we? Here is the man who has destroyed our profit-making enterprise. Here is the man who has pointed out our hypocrisy in front of the entire people of Judea. Why do you think they really wanted Christ to suffer and die on the cross? And so we see... their hypocrisy and what they have done to the temple. And so it, we have to ask ourselves, looking at the temple of our souls, to see if in some way, at some level, we are living a, a deception or a hypocrisy of some kind. That those things in our lives that we have allowed to creep into our hearts so that we may present ourselves in one way, but then behind closed doors we are something completely different. Are we leading sort of a double life, just like those, those Sadducees and chief priests of those times? So it's incumbent upon us to cleanse out the money changers that dwell in our soul. 
What are those favorite sins that we have? What are those things that cause us to be duplicitous? And are we really struggling against those things? Are we simply giving in to them, saying, well, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. Or are we really engaging in the struggle and the fight to root out in our hearts those things which cause us to sin? And that might mean that when we go to confession, we might say the same thing over and over and over again. But that is fine. That's what confession is for. Because it is there that we engage in the battle. That we are honest with ourselves and holding ourselves accountable. Presenting ourselves to the Lord in the person of the priest and saying, This is me. This is who I am and I want to change it. And I need your help, Lord. I cannot do this on my own. That is the beauty of the sacrament. I once, I was at a conference recently at Franciscan University of Steubenville. One of the speakers said that the Lord loves us even in, even in our filth. That's, a, that's a, a interesting statement because when we think about the, think about Palestine in the first century, this wasn't a clean place. They didn't have street sweepers at night. You know, think about what that world was like, that Christ came to us in our filth, our sinfulness. And the, you know, even, even thinking about the, the, the sort of the hygiene of the day, he came down to the sort of a gritty place, a gritty time. Our Lord would lower himself to be born in a cave in Bethlehem, an obscure place. He comes to us in, his, in, our, in poverty, not in riches. So let's think about what that is and, and maybe reflect on that and say, well, am I really doing everything I can to cleanse that temple of my soul? Am I, really, am I, am I eliminating those things from, from my heart that really distract myself, that turn me away from Christ? We want to think about that. And then we want to do what Jesus did, which was he cleansed out the temple, in a sense, with, with vigor. I mean, it was, it was somewhat violent. So we need to violently struggle against sin. Not sort of, well, put it off until tomorrow, like St. Augustine. Give me chastity, but maybe tomorrow. You know, Give us holiness now. Give us integrity of life now. And we should ask the Lord to give us the grace to, to struggle, to, to cut out all those things in a sort of, in, a, in that sort of way. So that in, in engaging in the battle and sin, He will accompany us and strengthen us and heal us. So that when we come to this altar every Sunday, that our worship will be pure. Our worship will be righteous. Because we will be making ourselves a pure offering that we will be unblemished, God willing, in the sight of God as we receive this blessed communion. Let us ask our Lord today to help us as we receive this blessed sacrament to engage fully in that struggle against sin. 
so that we might be a worthy offering, a worthy temple, so that our Lord may dwell completely in our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.